Hello everyone, a quick announcement. This will be the last episode of this season. Chris and I have been doing this for around three months and we've been using these episodes to try and find our voice and see exactly what we want to touch on. And we found it. So Crystal is an avid movie fan, as I'm sure you know, and I am enthusiastic, but I wouldn't say I'm an avid movie fan. However, I'm doing my best to learn from her and to improve my movie and anime knowledge, if you will. Which is why we've decided to focus on those two topics more with respect to the podcast, and we will see how far we can dive into those topics and how intricate we can make them, and also how interesting. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to all the episodes and to this announcement, and let's begin. Hello, hello, testing. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Good, good. How about you? Good, finally settled in. Let's see, mirrored thing. You enjoy my background plushies. <laughs> yeah, there's that one guy from that one movie on your shelf. What's his name? Ralph? Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. I only saw the first one. Aren't there two? Yes, there's there's two. Um, the second one's fun. What's I it about? Say, What's the second one about? Uh, they Their machine breaks and oh, right. they might not be able to find a part so oh, yeah, okay. they have so I did to go see it. into the internet <laughs> yeah they had to go to eboy i think is what they e-boy. said yeah so i have an important announcement to make which is oh, okay. I, I saw a random video on youtube and so i decided to like reactivate my neopets account <laughs> and it was and i still had the email address which i was super excited because i have like eight and <laughs> Wait, I, so a YouTube video inspired you? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is Neopets like even like still a thing? And is it? Yeah, it is. It's super popular. Oh. It's still around. Oh, it still wow. looks it still looks like it did 20 years ago. So it hasn't really changed. <laughs> and I entered it and it was like, yeah, well, you've been gone for a very long time. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> and so <laughs> I entered it and it's like, yeah, so you've been gone for so long. Please confirm, like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, like, please, I hope I didn't, like, enter, like, any, like, bullshit information. <laughs> and so I entered, like, my real name, and it works. It's like, what's your birthday? And, I was, and usually I would enter, like, a fake birthday. Yeah. But it, I entered my real birthday, so it did work back then. And then I saw my account, and then I saw, like, my little Neopets. And it's like, yeah, you've been gone for... Are they Dustin Bones? Like... No. What did, what did it... What, I have to convert really quick, like, in... So it said, uh, like, you've been gone for, like, 6,000 days and or something. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And We and don't have like, abandonment issues. And, it was like, and then it said, like, yeah, when was the account created? It was, like, 15 years ago. And I was like, damn. Wow. Yeah, and I, I had my username. Um. I really do think we started that craze at the same time and then we ended it around the same time. (laughs) So my username was like Death Alchemist. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, because like that's when I was like super into full metal. And so emo emo was one of our phases for sure. So that that also makes sense. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, I remember. And then I saw like a lot of my old stuff like, hey, welcome to like my guild. And like we can all talk about like anime. And I was like, oh, that's And I thought like maybe I had like messages, but I guess they cleaned my inbox because there's nothing there. 
Um, but like all my animals were like super hungry and sad. Yeah. But- <laughs> But they still survived. I mean, it would have yeah. been really funny if you logged in and like literally like the Oregon Trail level like style, <laughs> just rib cage bones are just out. <laughs> but I rem- like I love Neopets. Like it was kind of like I guess off-brand Digimon and Pokemon. Right. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was very pointless. And the website was and still is super slow. Like when you click on something, it takes forever for like it to react. Right. And I think it's because they they wrote it in like Flash, which no longer supported. Um, not oh. the superhero, the software. So, <laughs> and it was just like it was it was nice. And I recently tried to reactivate my MySpace account, uh, but with no success. Like it would be nice to find my MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know somebody probably just like took it over. Like probably. oh my gosh, it's just like Gaia. We were really into Oh my that god. Too. I, I remember I how kind of think of Gaia. I loved Gaia. I yeah. know that you were super into it. Yes. And I think you like you either quit or lost motivation because someone stole your stuff or something. Yeah, so I stopped doing it. I almost was on it all through end of middle school through high school. Yeah. And then I stopped for maybe a year or two after I moved out of my parents' house. Well, mm. I say parents. I should just say parents' house. It sounds so weird. Parent house. <laughs> just drop all of my care My caregiver's house. You can say that. Yeah, there you go. And um, they stole all, like, they basically hacked the account, but didn't change the password or anything to take it over fully. They basically just used it to get all the items and I had a lot of legendary items since I was there from a really early time and then I was just like I can't start over like I'm now that I'm an adult it's gonna make me want to use real money to get these items back and I just can't (laughs) it's too easy to hack those accounts I I have very complicated passwords so I'm like I'm not sure exactly how hacking works but yeah so like I just double checked so it still is around I remember Gaia I didn't understand the appeal but it was more of like um I guess like an anime thing because that's kind of they have like these chibi these chibi characters I think they're called um I only did it like to like get along and go along with everyone not that I was like I was never super into it that could Um, be your whole relationship with most anime with me (laughs) yeah yeah pretty pretty much um except for like Naruto that was fun but I was super into that because that was like when when Facebook not Facebook so when YouTube came around when was it like I want to say like 2007 2008 ish and it was kind of like the wild west so they would upload it's like everyone and their mom would upload anime to YouTube and so I watched pretty I would like binge like the first like 300 episodes of like One Piece and like Naruto because it was like all (laughs) yeah 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 And then eventually just kind of like tailored off, you know, like the right. thought you could watch like anime, like unhinged, like binge it. And yeah. it was, but now I wouldn't have time to watch like 15 hours of anime. Um, well, in one and it's sitting. not that you don't have time. It's that you would automatically lose your attention. Like that was something new. So it was mm. worth it. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I, it's always going to be here for me. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah tsunami that i remember that that was a huge thing you remember that yeah of course that was what was it weren't you part of nope that was earlier on i think 
I had a whole phase where I think it was eighth grade to freshman year, we would have a whole group of people that would run over to my house because it was the closest of all of us. Mm. And then to catch Toonami at 4 p.m., like it was like a race for the clock. And that was just so we could watch, uh, oh, geez, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, those are the main ones, I think. Because yeah. then they had the late night stuff, but that was like when, 10, when, 11 p.m. <laughs> when, when anime was good, but I know you can agree with me that anime is terrible now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's usually how our friendship goes. It's, it's, we agree on everything. <laughs> like, recent, so I recently uh, bought the manga for Demon Slayer. Ooh. Yeah. I've only read half the first manga, but oh. it seems somewhat generic. <laughs> so I think it'll be okay. But, well, okay. So, Wait, let me stop you real quick because it reminded me, it reminded me of Inuyasha. Because when I saw the Demon sure. Slayer and and the basis of it, the first thing I thought was was like Inuyasha. So go okay. ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a recycling of a demon story, so like I can't disagree with you on that. But what I like about new anime, so specifically Demon Slayer, is that yes, it's a trope that we've seen before. So don't get me wrong, and I know uh-huh. that you're not the a connoisseur of recycled material (laughs) but uh it's efficient they within the first couple episodes of the anime i have not read the manga but i imagine that it just creates more detail around the storyline so you're just reading more into it um the anime streamlines the point in the Mm -hmm. first episode you're getting the full backstory, the full trauma, and then moving forward, you're getting this level of intensity that is just being brought right out the gate. So it's like, if you can't figure out if you like that show in one to two episodes, I'd say that it's probably not for you. But yeah, honestly, this the same, like if you had to compare it to, let's say, Inuyasha, perfect example, it takes like, 20 episodes to get to the point like the the whole pretense for the whole show takes so long with so many filler episodes and like that's the thing I don't necessarily appreciate like if we were to go back to like I can't even watch one piece and I know I could get a lot of hate for that and you should (laughs) but like yeah because even my brother is just like you gotta watch it like it's so no, worth I'm it kidding. just i don't like yeah. it either <laughs> like i can't even get into hunter x hunter which is getting really popular Ooh. right now like it's definitely like merchandise wise it's showing up in like hot topics and like even wait they um, still exist hot topics yeah, yeah they I still they, exist i thought they died out like there and- will always be angsty teens who need black wardrobes it's never going away. <laughs> but Hot Topic is, impr- is pretty much like the emo version of like Banana Republic, but I'm not sure. Is that still a thing, Banana Republic? Yeah, well, yeah. I was just about to say like anime is getting popular enough to be streamlined in popular stores. Like we stopped at, oh gosh, I couldn't even tell you the brand uh, or the name of the storefront, but we were in the mall and like they were advertising Demon Slayer and Hunter x Hunter uh, clothing, but the rest of it was super preppy. And it was like this odd Preppy. little section I haven't of heard like that word just forever. anime stuff. And then in the back, you see like the pink collared shirts and like, <laughs> you know, the beach wear. And you're like, oh, where is this coming from? I mean, obviously they didn't know what sells, but 
I was just going to say like Hunter x Hunter is something that my brother's been like for the last four or five years, like watch it. It's so good. And I'm just like, it's just so slow. I'm, I'm 10 episodes in and we're not even past like the stereotypical exams. And you want me to watch how many more fillers before I get to the good stuff? Is there some sort of like training or do they go to a school? Um, there's, um, it's to pass, like to get a certain type of life license in order to become a hunter. Oh, boring. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you at this point, since it's been months since I've watched it, what they were getting the licensing for. But it's very rare to see more than two or three people get that license out of thousands and thousands of people. And mm. then like this year, it just so happens like these two kids and this business guy, um, they all have the ability to like nearly pass the exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought it was, it, it was entertaining, like the reveal of the villain or whatever, but it was still just, I, I can't yeah. get past it. I mean, that's- um, I guess I I guess that's the big thing that was really off-putting with a lot of these popular shows is that there's so much filler like Bleach I guess it's like the perfect example so it's Dragon Ball like there's this there's this one joke which I guess is pretty weak but it was like like how many Super Saiyans does it take to screw in a light bulb like it it takes one but it'll take five episodes (laughs) because it's there's just so much filler in like a lot of these and like a lot of these old shows and I feel like a lot of the shows now are kind of being produced like in a factory because Netflix is just full of them and they're pretty condensed too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I do think like anime is getting more mainstream acceptance. Yes. But I'm definitely not a fan of like the animes that go on for like 40 years. But I'm, I'm someone who likes to have like an end in sight and not yes. like, like what's the name of the show? I can, feel, I can say that about all TV shows, honestly. Like uh, they'll just extend it just for the money. No, they like, won't. Not, not Big Bang Theory, though. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, I mean, even Friends. Um, Full there, House. Yeah, Full House didn't even need to come back, but... <laughs> no it's so random i mean I, I don't get me wrong i like the idea that multiple families can live in the same household in order to make things affordable but it's also kind of sad because clearly our economy isn't good enough to live alone <laughs> well see that's that's my biggest issue is there has to be a good balance between creating a show for so there are three reasons why you create a show, I would say. One is to obviously make money. That's why you create shows, is to make right. money. Then, then you make money by entertaining people. And so, and then you also want to create a story. So you have like those three elements. So you want to make money, you want to entertain people, and you want to create a story. And you have to, I, I think, strike a good balance. So if you're just in it for the money, then you want to make the story go as long as possible. But if you're just in it for like the story and the entertainment, then it's only as long as it has to be. Right. And like a good yeah. example of this, is like the show supernatural which i just i love and the original it goes on for 12 seasons so long uh, yeah i think it's super long yeah and the original director left after the fifth seasons because he was like this is like this is my story this is how i want to tell it and after five seasons i'm done and afterwards they brought in a new director i don't know what his name is i don't know what the original one is either it doesn't matter but if you watch the first five seasons it's like a perfect story like it makes perfect sense they, they tie up all the loose ends there's nothing really you can speculate and like, oh, like what if like he would come back or what if they got married? And, but generally speaking, the story was in, it was self-contained. It was over. 
And then they brought mm-hmm. in a new director because the story was so popular. So they weren't continuing the story because the story needed it. They were continuing the story because they wanted the money and because it was popular. And that's the biggest gripe I have with a lot of media nowadays. And it's just produced like, like on a, in a factory, basically, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I could agree with that. Um, one of the biggest shows I could even say, which it didn't even go on for a long period of time. It just lost the momentum that it was introducing like i love a good theory and then i love to see it played out you know um Mm. especially something that has a unique flavor to it Mm. um but when it's so disjointed you you lose the overall feeling Mm. i mean i could say the same thing about the way that game of thrones ended never saw Um, it but the specific show i was thinking of was the 100 have you ever heard of that one Mm -mm. Mm -mm. um here, let me pull up a little, the a little summary. I want to check. <laughs> uh, so the 100 is an American post-apocalyptic science fiction drama that premiered on March 19th, 2004. And it's based on a novel. Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, an- that's another thing I could go on forever about is um, the one thing I find to be incredibly disingenuous about Netflix and Amazon is when they um advertise things as like a netflix original or prime original and what they should say is we paid for this show but we didn't create it yeah because like they just base it on a book and yeah i I I, know (laughs) i wish i wish people would like go out on a limb like they used to and just try something experiment but people like you said this about superheroes it's like they find something that works they stick to it they make their money and they go home but it's just and, and you can do that maybe a couple dozen times but eventually it gets boring. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a happy end. Like, oh, of course she's going to love like him because this, this, and that. And like, you've seen all these tropes and it just gets like tired and worn out and no one really tries anything. At least nothing yeah. that, at least nothing that gets super popular. Like a lot of the things that get super popular are based on formulas and not because they just really, you know, tried something, they didn't experiment. Yeah. I guess my only thing is, is that let's say, you to all to have an, a fully conceptualized original idea i almost wonder if it begs to differ that the individual or group of individuals that come into the room haven't actually been born into reading any novels like it has to do oh. with purely imagination and so it's like i'm 30 years old you put me in a room with other writers who also had similar experiences of being raised on entertainment of all sorts, writing, you know, literature, mm. um, visual entertainment, performance, art, you know, <laughs> and you say, okay, so we're not going to do any of that. Now let's come up with our original idea. If somebody like sees that and looks in, they're going to compare it to something they already know. I wouldn't be surprised if we came up with something that nearly yeah. already existed or if we're just putting the spin on there because it's all in our mind already, in mm. our subconscious. Like, I've created ideas, um, you know, a couple of days later out from seeing somebody else's idea, and it's nearly just a spin off of what I had already seen. So I just wonder, like, if we truly want to create original ideas we'd almost have to have somebody who hasn't necessarily experienced 
You know what I mean? That anyway, that's just yeah. a, a random. Well, I mean, concept. I mean like, like, <laughs> like the last original idea kind of died with Stephanie Meyer and Twilight. So, that, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Oh no! You're but, trying to kill me today. <laughs> so after that, it kind of like went down a hill, you know. So yeah. But I don't think. But in all seriousness, I don't think there's any problem. Like you can't escape the fact that you get influenced by other people. Like there are people who make that yeah. those, like their little their literal job. And that is the bane of my existence. But I don't think my problem is like, hey, there's a book, we'll make it to a movie because you can say what you want, like, oh, they have to kind of change it up. But in general, this is like they've done more than half of the work for you. You have a story, yeah. you have a plot line, you have a character. Maybe you have to cut out a little bit so that it works. But in general, you didn't really do any of the work, you know? Right. And that's what really bothers me. But if a director comes out and says, like, like this was my like Steven Spielberg, I guess would be like like a good a, a good example where he tries to like implement his own ideas in his movies. So that's like a household name, you know. See, yeah. everyone knows him. Yeah, and um, G- George Lucas, although he had both of them had like Ghost Riders, but still they they had like a lot of famous movies that really introduced like a lot of like concepts, like right. ET, like e. for example. Like you know, you have like this this kid who has no friends and he gets like a, an alien friend and. That has become right. like the basis of like a whole bunch of other movies. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, and they like, they really tried to like invent that, you know, they, you've always had like these companion things. <laughs> yeah. You've always yeah. had like these companions, but like my companion is like an alien, you know, that was like completely new, you know, cause like it was like from like the space age and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, but nowadays it's like, oh, she wrote a great book. Let's write, make a movie about it. If, if, there's a, <laughs> yeah. if there's a good book, there's going to be a movie, but it's just a given you know i mean yeah i personally probably since i started reading books i'm just like oh because i can visualize these in my head why wouldn't they become movies and so once i i think that's when it really started opening up for how often they use novels as like a reference but it's because it's all written out now they just have to make it into script i mean they definitely have problems translating i mean Twilight is a perfect example of a book that was literally written from not only the perspective of Bella, but also from inside her mind. And they decided to neglect that narrative that would have made the film way more full. (laughs) I don't think there's anything saving the film, though. I think the whole I think the premise of Twilight is just flawed from the get go. And like it's it's spiritual successor, Fifty Shades of Grey, isn't really any better. And you you <laughs> you often have like the, cri- the 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 criticism that is often levied against movies based on books is the book is better but that's like comparing apples and oranges that's that's like saying like my ferrari is is like faster than your motorcycle but they're like two totally different things and like per like in in germany they generally have like these movie nights so if like a finale is coming out for like a movie like movie yeah. theaters will often they probably do this in the u.s too i'm not super knowledgeable in movies and theaters but though like when pirates of the caribbean came out like i think like the fourth or fifth part they um on like a couple of days before it was supposed to come out they would play like yeah. all four um no sorry the day before they would play all oh, four movies yeah and then at midnight you could watch the fifth so you could watch them all in succession yeah yeah, yeah. and so stuff like that yeah yeah we did that with uh toy story did, like did we you? watched yeah we yeah. stayed there all day just to see the release of the was it the third one so we did yeah. one two and then three and like it was cool i haven't seen the latest toy story movie but what i've heard I it's like okay the, it's okay <laughs> is it oh, okay i thought you were gonna like die of, no like, no uh, oh. it, uh, yeah i'm not 
blind to nostalgia. It has to be quality. Like when we were comparing Wreck-It Ralph to Wreck-It Ralph 2, I was just about to go on a tangent where like sometimes you're you're set up to be introduced to characters and sometimes that's more fascinating because it's their first um, thing to overcome, their first struggle. And then you get to know the individual characters. So like it feels good. And you could say the same thing about Frozen 2 from your perspective because you didn't really like that one in comparison to the first one. No. So it's like when you think about it, sometimes the introduction and the first struggle is mm-hmm. more than enough and we don't necessarily need more, but because that, like you say, it's like so popular that they just keep going. Yeah, so <laughs> so my wife bought what is, I'm, I'm looking for the English title because I don't know this in English. So it's Raya and the Last Dragon. So she watched- Oh yeah, so, I haven't actually watched that yet. Yeah, so I watched half of it and then I got bored. <clears throat> and, it, <laughs> and it pretty much, like, I have to say like for the half that I saw, because I'm not, I'm a person that's like, if I'm not interested by half of like the movie, sure. for, for like a series- maybe two episodes but if i don't like it after that i'm not watching anymore right i'm not like one of the people like oh like watch the first season like it gets better in the second half like i'm not gonna watch 12 episodes to find out that it's good or not yeah (laughs) i agree the the movie is beautiful like it's beautifully made like the artwork yeah it's beautiful and it's it's like a breath of fresh air because if you compare that to like a lot of these generic movies coming from pixar where they all where they all look like carbon copies especially the girls there was like this common there's this video on youtube that she had the feeling that all the girls from these Pixar movies look the same and they do like yeah. they have like they have the same nose they have same eyes same mouth yeah like um Elsa and what's her name I don't remember her sister's name like they, they look exactly the same they just have like different hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean well that's fair though because it's essentially like their sisters but the most notable different is that you know Elsa's yeah. a, an elemental essentially <laughs> yeah <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> oh yeah frozen <laughs> but but like it was it reminded me a lot of um like what was the other movie isn't vayana isn't the name of the movie yeah that's the name of the movie i think so or is it moana oh yeah Moana. sorry Sorry, i confused the titles because in every other country besides part (laughs) yeah in every other country besides the u.s it has a different name yeah and in, in germany and in france it's called vayana yeah um the theory behind that being that Moana is the name of like a, a porn actress in, in Italy. Oh yeah, that's right. I think we did touch on that. Yeah, that's really and people funny. and people were afraid they would associate them with her. But I mean, I don't know how popular she is. Like, I don't think she's a household right. name. But still, they were afraid that if you if you googled that, then you would get like her movies and that being associated with a Disney movie would be very good. And right. that's pretty much what it reminded me of. You know. It's like right. you have some girl from some community gonna rise up and save the world and and girl power. I mean, I guess it's it's a feel good movie for you know for that audience, but like in general, it was just it was pretty generic. So I didn't really feel the point. Wait, what? 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 The 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 riot? Yeah, no, I like that. No, I like that movie. Although oh, okay. that made me think a lot oh, of Lilo Raya, and Stitch. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You you were actually one upping me this Why? time because I haven't seen it yet. What, because Moana? they were trying. So Disney was trying to sell it for thirty dollars, um, just to rent on yeah. Disney Plus. Now, as a subscriber, I already pay a fee to have access to the things they release on there, and that was one of the movies where, for the people who did rent it, they felt like it. It wasn't deserving of a $30 charge. 
like to rent it didn't make any sense and so if they're just gonna throw um essentially junk movies like movies that they maybe have finished a couple years ago that just got shelved you know what i mean it's almost Mm. like that's what it was and they did the same thing um for the they just released it for free mulan yes thank you yes mulan and so i haven't even seen that though because it doesn't represent what i fell in love with like i understand like appropriation i understand like um pc culture like i'm i'm the one you know (laughs) pc principal no (laughs) you you're caught up on south park i've seen yeah i've seen like 20 seasons of south park like okay like (laughs) you've been you've been seeing the new stuff no i stopped a couple i've watched almost i like binged almost all the seasons with my wife over the course of like five or six weeks oh and, okay yeah but i think we stopped maybe like somewhere like mid last year oh okay after All like right. a, like south park has such like um like nuance. the, the <laughs> i want to say like nuance <laughs> they definitely don't have nuance it's definitely in your face but like they use like the same <laughs> themes over and over and over like the way they explain the story so yeah. if, you, if it gets kind of repetitive if you watch it all like all at once like if you binge it so like every episode is kind of like the same okay like that's it, fair yeah i i won't go past um the season i think it's season 16 um <clears throat> they created like so before it was episode to episode and then around season 16 they switched it to the season actually having a full a uh, storyline like, storyline yeah uncover. i, I so, don't like that oh you don't like that oh i appreciate it so much more because it's like uh you know they are filling in like current topics that are Uh, happening on a weekly basis and they're they're editing all that in there and then they have this underlying story like you know what i mean um yeah storyline i would say it's the b storyline like where it's just like it's just the undertone of the whole thing it's happening around the characters and it's slowly unfolding mm. and so like i i just appreciate in the more recent episodes like you know the topics they cover are, are very relevant to the each week really that's going over but then you have like this this slow reveal that's also there and I I don't know I I like it more because you know it feels like it's not just random and chaotic (laughs) that's true but like to backpedal a little bit to to Mulan yeah so I got a lot of flack um I didn't watch it for political reasons but I feel like uh basically they they really wanted to be inclusive to actual Chinese culture and that's great um but I feel like they let the Chinese government take it too far. And so we lost all of the actual magic that is relevant to the Disney cartoon or what cartoon movie, (laughs) animated movie. Yeah. I would suppose, I would presuppose that there are like almost no magic in Disney movies Um, for, for the simple fact that a lot of it is, I think Disney is probably like the biggest, I don't like the term cultural appropriation. I think it's being misused. Monster? No, <laughs> but they've definitely. If if anyone has ever appropriated culture, then it's definitely been Disney. Yeah, because well, I, I could agree. We, yeah, we talked about the German stories and all yeah, that. Yeah, all of that. All these stories from all these different cultures. And maybe I was a bit naive as a child. I'll admit, but of you course. get you get like this feeling like these like this is my culture. Like these stories come from my land. 
right but, and, right. but they're not Absolutely. like they're from france they're from germany they're from china they're from japan and that's the way they sell it that's the way they market it and the yeah. only thing that disney has is like donald duck and mickey mouse and goofy and stuff like that and they're trying to create like new characters too I, but like the reason they're famous like all these movies like the golden age in the 50s and the second one the renaissance in the 90s mm-hmm. those are all based on like foreign like uh stories foreign concepts and so that's all appropriated and never do you did a good disclaimer like like this is based on the old uh, french story from so and so you think like hey this is an american production like right on right right yeah they they never think to update it <laughs> No, or like like Aladdin is based on Tom Cruise, which is why he looks so white. Aladdin is based yeah, on like yeah, Tom and, Cruise's face. Yeah, his face in the nineties. Oh. Yeah, they, they use him as a model. And Robbie Williams, Ooh. the model for Genie's face is Robbie Williams, and he also voices that's, him too. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, and so that's I'm why like, a lot of people. Yeah, or like Prince of Persia, <sighs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah, the whitewashing. Yeah, that's, it's, that's the real. <laughs> And that was one of the first films that people are like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's all Persia. <laughs> like, you I, gotta do something with Persia. And yeah. you got white actors. And then the last airbender. Oh, well. And then you get <laughs> and then you get into like murky waters, whereas um what role is an actor allowed to play? Like, are they only allowed to stay like within their gender or their sex or their race or like their wealth category? Is like a rich person allowed to play like a poor person or vice versa? And so, and then yeah. those are kind of difficult questions, you know? Well, like, I, I wouldn't compare like uh, classes to, you know, uh, the color of someone's skin. I would. <laughs> uh, like, I think, I think the point that people in Hollywood, especially minorities are making is just that there's plenty of us available. You shouldn't be just selecting somebody just because of their popularity when there's plenty of people with talent for acting. Um, the reality is, is that Hollywood for lower class roles, they already stereotype, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they pick people, uh, I forget, Nicole Byer called it something that I felt like made really sense, but it was just like profile acting. Like you're, you're being called in to do, um, you know, like an interview because you're a black fat loud woman, like they, they're looking oh, for those stereotypes. To that's, that's good that you mentioned exactly that. So like the, the black fat woman. So, um, so my wife and I, we were watching on Netflix and you know how it kind of like plays a trailer of like the movies. And yeah. there was Moon movie that came up. What's the name of it? It's Nor Norbit. Yeah, Norbit. Oh from- yeah, yeah. And and because she was kind of like commenting on how like uh, the culture is too PC and stuff like that. And I was trying to explain to her my opinion that like values change. Like if you if we were we were also watching an ad from the fifties about cigarettes, and there's like this kid talking about how happy he was that his dad was smoking this brand of cigarettes because it was so cool, and the idea that like a kid would do it was like a cartoon that was an actual kid oh but the idea well, that like, makes you sad <laughs> yeah the idea that a kid would like be involved in cigarettes is just mind-boggling yeah and but that was like really 70, yeah that was 70 years ago and this movie norbit like you couldn't make that today like because no. that that would be like fat shaming like textbook class of like fat the closest shaming. the closest we have to it is um like tyler perry movies yeah like, so i mean it's still falls through the cracks in terms of like yeah um having like pronounced uh, what is it like using 
body like uh what is it called like prop humor but you're using yeah. your body essentially yeah <laughs> and so that that's the thing but yeah so and that's also like a lot of fact that this movie the last dragon got is that a lot of people weren't asian enough right like and oh it, that's interesting yeah that's like a common criticism like because i yeah, feel like the, guys the chinese from, yeah, yeah got involved with that movie too yeah like the guy like one of them is from canada so like they're canadian asian but it would have been better to have like an asian asian actor like someone who was born and raised in asia <gasps> that's right they said he wasn't asian enough oh or that are you seeing like these movies for example where they try to represent like people who are not from like you know the heterosexual category and then you often just like oh yeah. or like they're or they're not skinny enough and so yeah. they want to try to show people who are maybe don't have like this this body type and they're like yeah that was nice but you know they're not gay enough or they're not bi enough or they're not like they're not fat enough or something and we don't feel represented and i just think yeah. it's kind of interesting because if you go too far down like this pc lane you run the risk of not being able to make anyone happy because it's not possible i so i guess my perspective would definitely be that as long as the effort is like because what is it like I've heard people get bullied for not being like dark enough for being somebody like who's Mexican or Puerto Rican and like even my own mom her identity has always been Puerto Rican but she's been raised to assert that knowledge on people because she was bullied for it she her nickname as a child was literally casper because she grew up in a predominantly puerto rican neighborhood you know what i mean community Mm. where they're all looking at her and was just like you're just white like you're not like you know what i mean but spanish was the first language she was enthralled in the culture like and that was her that was nearly all of her childhood all the way up until 1819 so it's like you can't take that away from her just because she's white passing you know what i mean so if she were to play Mm -hmm. somebody who was puerto rican i mean that would give you know so many people would give her flack for it i could just hear (laughs) the uproar of the internet as they literally go you know like oh of course you'd find the whitest like you know spanish-speaking person and And it's unfortunate like it's it's a little too problematic for me like it's like i could be i could fall in line with like uh you know being politically correct but also giving minorities an opportunity to step up into roles where they are actually meant to play somebody you know of a similar skin color (laughs) but like uh and and it's just purely to give them the opportunity you know as actors true but But i think that's a that's a one of the biggest problems i think well i have with the u.s and i think that the u.s has is it's it's huge obsession with identity and identity politics and I mean that in a positive and a negative way. Right. On the one hand, you have like this identity that we're all American, which is nice, you know, so we come from so many different backgrounds. It's nice to put everyone in, in one in one pot and say we're all the same because we're all American. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I don't think you should erase their identity because there's some people who say like, oh, I don't see race or we're all the same, which just, which isn't true. I mean, we're- But also it's most often people who don't, like they only identify as American and they're often white. Like they don't have a culture to celebrate. And so they solely keep their, their identity around like the American ideal, you know? So when it's truly like the, 
all lives matter concept. It's just like, oh, well, you should matter. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't yeah. see color. Yeah. Like, but it's also like saying, I don't see your issues or what you're actually going through because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And then you get down this lane of like, <laughs> whoa, like who's black, who's white, who's Asian, who's gay. And then like you play these characters and then you get like, like it's nice, but he's not like the person might actually be gay, but he, they, the people don't feel like right. he represented or she or they or whatever pronoun you want yeah. to that. They don't feel like this person represented uh, that group, so it doesn't count. And uh, yeah. and that's just a, a dangerous road to go, go down, in my opinion. But I yeah. would never say like, oh, I don't see race because it's so stupid. Like, yeah. I think we should celebrate the differences we have and not pretend that oh, they yeah. don't exist. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've been seeing some wild stuff on um the internet lately uh one interesting thing uh Mm -hmm. that's that's been popping up lately is that um so i believe it was january 6th is when um trump decided to tell his followers to go invade the uh white house allegedly yeah right allegedly (laughs) um it's fully documented but um you know uh there has been articles that have come out lately that say that that never happened but there was like, never uh no one ever was at the capitol that they were invited into the capitol oh. isn't that a wild concept like <laughs> as if that day never happened the way it did as if we didn't have like documentation on the day that's because you're you're getting your sources from like the media and the media is biased yeah, I mean, truly, but it makes you think so, um, you know, our pride in America is almost like, what is it called? Indoctrination? Is that right? That word? I would call it jingoism, which is uh, like, that. Yeah. which is basically a weaponized form of nationalism. There we go. Yep, yeah, that's, wow, that's, that's a great word. Yeah. <laughs> Learn something new today. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would call so, it indoctrination. Yeah, but go on, go on. Yeah, so I mean, conceptually though, there it, it, it almost makes you realize like, oh, we were learning out of history books that were made um, to give us a specific perspective on our country and how it handled itself in the world. And it's like something like what happened on January 6th should be an identifiable marker to teach kids like what's going on in Mm. political history and it's almost like they're writing these articles to wipe it out so that they don't have to bring it up and um, essentially create little rebels (laughs) who who will stand with people who have been you know victimized like some of those people were going in there with guns. Their intentions were to hurt other people working there. Like an office, uh, what was it? A security officer actually got shot. Like well, he died. <laughs> he died, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, in the hospital later on, right? That sounds. Yeah, weird. yeah. He died later of his injuries. <clears throat> yeah, but it, it's just wild to me that um, we're watching it. You know, I I almost wonder if it has to do with the internet and our ability to connect to each other outside of um, regulated sources that allows us to stay um, informed about the things that the media is trying to manipulate um, into our society. And it actually is pretty profound that like 
when you think about the lack of education, like for instance, for instance, uh, I had a previous coworker. She she's um, the stereotypical Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I would say it. And her husband is an HR manager for some random company. And I don't know if you know this. Um, my counselor was actually one of the people to bring it up to me. But HR managers are the number one job that wind up seeking therapy within their career. Um, Because what happens is that every experience that they have, their job is to basically fire people, um, handle sexual sexual harassment and cases and do investigations. And so they're the ones constantly confronting people um, for their shortcomings in in a workplace. So what can happen is that mentally they... um, they start feeling like everything's like they're being attacked, like their job ultimately becomes a stress issue um, where because they're doing so much confrontation and they're working on so many different cases. Like um, for instance, I worked at this big insurance company. I mean, our HR department was two to three people and they were handling over 500 people. So if you think about it in terms of like a turnover, when you fire somebody or whatever, Mm. that aggression for those individual cases are coming at you all day. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I, I couldn't imagine making that my job only for that reason. Like I thought it would be great to be like a moderator you know, for people's issues. But when you think mm. about how you would feel personally, like, cause you could feel personally attacked. And so with this coworker, she was saying like her husband felt like it was specifically the black people who were attacking him, um, saying that it was because of they were black and because, you know, he must be racist. And, you know, of course they're angry because they're getting fired. And the majority of people that work there though, were black. They, they were dock workers. Um, so it's just like, and they were in predominantly in St. Louis city. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense that the demographic was there. Um, what doesn't make sense is how an HR manager is being per- like perceiving them right? Because he's taking it in personally because of what they're saying. Well, they're angry because they just lost their job. Now, was the, did they lose their job over valid reasons? 99% of the time, that's correct. He mm. was like, there were some special situations where I'd have to get involved with the owner. But like, other than that, like they had write-ups for not showing up or for being late. You know what I mean? Mm. So now he feels like black people are against him because he's white and because he's Christian (laughs) and somehow these people have led him to believe that they're attacking his values because he's not black too like the conversation he feels like would be different which honestly if they're angry I don't it made the dialogue may change but he'd still feel personally attacked after being there for 40 years (laughs) So with no therapy. <laughs> so I get that. And they live in the middle of the country. Their school system is not great. They've always been out in the country. So it's just like then they don't identify with people around them. You know what I mean? They're isolating themselves. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't they have issues with other people who like they don't 
they don't identify with. Anyway, I was just using them as an example for the majority of the Midwest, where the lack of education is prevalent, where the isolation is prevalent, and where they're less likely to seek out open-minded people because they're slowly over time becoming closed-minded and they don't have healthy concepts, you I, know, I get to that. rely on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, even though I feel personally attacked. I knew you were going to say it. And, <laughs> and we're running out of time. No. Yes. So, yeah. So, you don't like people from the Midwest. I get that. And I'll just leave that. Oh. In well, the- it's just hard. <laughs> I like some people. We met each other in the Midwest. That's it's true. It's not impossible to find like-minded people anywhere especially since we do have the internet which is why we can still be friends and hang out <laughs> hang out and have fun and be safe and continue to rant about movies we should just switch up this podcast and just go straight to movies where we do like a book club but all right i'm on board with that anyway <laughs> thanks for listening and yes, thank uh, you <laughs> finding out and uh good day Bye. <laughs> Ta for now. <laughs>